Section 20 of The Age of Anne by Edward Ellis Morris. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Pamela Nagami. Chapter 19. End of Louis the Fourteenth. Louis the Fourteenth died on September 1st, 1715, just thirteen months after the death of Queen Anne. He was seventy-seven years of age and had reigned for the enormous number of seventy-two years. His reign began in May of 1643. It was just one month before John Hampton fell mortally wounded in the skirmish in Chalgrove Field. Louis was nominally reigning over France soon after the Great Rebellion began in England. He lived to see its principles triumphant in the Commonwealth and fall at the Restoration, to see them reasserted in a more moderate and therefore more durable form in the glorious revolution of these principles he had been the determined enemy as he had been constant to the cause of the stuarts but this enmity and this support had cost him dear and in his old age louis acknowledged the principles of constitutional government as finally triumphant by the recognition of queen anne which he made in the treaty of utrecht and in the peaceful recognition which he so soon afterwards accorded to the house of hanover the last years of louis were clouded and overcast beyond the precincts of the court were disaster and defeat which during the whole war of the succession had been his portion an empty treasury and an exhausted country famine had done its work driving men into the army from sheer impossibility of obtaining food in his family relations the king had grievous trouble blow coming after blow upon his unfortunate head in seventeen eleven sickness raged through europe the same epidemic of smallpox which served to bring the war to an end by the death of the emperor joseph at vienna proved also fatal in paris to louis the dauphin a man of fifty he had not indeed played a very important part in the court but he was heir to the throne his eldest son the duke of burgundy the elder brother of the king of spain was a prince of whom high hopes were entertained great care had been taken with his education and that of his brothers the superintendence of which had been entrusted to fenelon afterwards archbishop of cambrai a man famous alike for learning and for the gentleness of his character the duke of burgundy was fenelon's favourite pupil and the one whose character he had been able to mould most nearly after the pattern of his own Fenelon's famous romance, The Adventures of Telemachus, was written to serve as a model for this young prince. Its author did not wish to publish the book, but a servant stole a copy from which it was printed. Passages in it, finding fault by implication with matters in France, were too outspoken for the court of Louis, and the work was for a time suppressed. But Fenelon hoped that the princely virtues which he had inculcated would not so readily pass from the mind of his pupil three years before his father's death the duke of burgundy was in the field the nominal commander of the french troops before Oudenarde. want of harmony between him and marshal vendome may be considered as one of the chief reasons of the loss of the battle there fought he married the daughter of victor amadeus of savoy his brother the king of spain marrying her sister the duchess of burgundy was a graceful winning princess 
the life of the whole court and the especial darling of the old king but in less than a year after the death of the dauphin the duchess of burgundy was carried off by malignant fever and within a week her husband fell a victim to the same disease then their eldest son died and their second son louis duke of anjou was now heir to the throne on these losses in the royal family of france followed the peace of utrecht which louis survived a little more than two years his great-grandson succeeded him born in seventeen ten he was now five years old louis the fourteenth also had been five when he succeeded to the throne but what a contrast the beginning and close of that long reign presents and what a lesson does the contrast read upon the hollowness which its so-called magnificence hid louis had succeeded to a throne with power consolidated by wise government he had squandered its resources in the attempt to extend that power and to prop up falling causes he possessed all the externals of a king but he was lacking in the true virtues of a ruler his condemnation is that he left france exhausted and that under him her people endured years of misery in all the reign that followed since true statesmen were wanting there was no recovery from this wretchedness in louis the fourteenth's despotism misgovernment and cruel persecution of the huguenots the seeds of the revolution were sown when the Camisards were being tortured the drummers played drums were beaten also when louis the great's own descendant perished by the guillotine no sooner had the old king closed his eyes in death than there passed through france a sigh of relief one might almost say a cry of delight whatever the future might be men thought it could not be as bitter as the past nobles banished from the court were glad to return men of religious creeds not tolerated in it again held up their heads the power of the jesuits was thought to have passed away so that even the late king's jesuit confessor was hardly safe from the popular fury the new king was five years old who then was to govern the country during his infancy of the princes of the royal blood the nearest akin to him except the king of spain was philip duke of orleans a man of considerable ability but unscrupulous an avowed infidel and of dissolute life the last years of louis the fourteenth had been embittered with the thought that this man his nephew was the rightful regent to his grandson he had therefore made a will by which a council of regency was appointed with the duke of orleans as president for in france at least the hereditary principle must not be entirely set aside louis however even when drawing his will up did not deceive himself as to its value as soon as i am dead said he they will put it aside i know too well what was done with my own father's will his prophecy came true the duke of orleans became regent without any counsel to limit his power his policy also was in many respects a reversal of that of the old king he formed a close alliance with england under george i and his whig ministers and a little later with holland against spain whose king disputed his title to the regency 
the duke caused strict investigation to be made into the finances and often by harsh and unjustifiable measures materially reduced the burden on the country but the reign of louis the fifteenth had received from its predecessor too vast a heritage of disorder and before its distant close it was marked by terrible and costly wars and by misgovernment greater than the nation could endure End of section twenty